0: Yesterday, we got some news from Sony where they announced the A6300, which will be the successor to the very popular A6000 that's been out for about two years now. If this camera performs as well as what they're saying it's going to, this will be a complete game changer because you're looking at a mirrorless camera that will retail just under US $1,000. And when you consider what they're putting into this camera, it's extremely impressive. So at the heart of this, rather than be an upgrade from the A6000, this is really a redesigned camera using the same body style. And so at the heart of this is a brand new sensor. Now what Sony says they've done with the new sensor design is this is actually designed with larger photo dimensions and this combined with a copper wiring scheme so what this basically means is it's going to be a greater light efficiency and it's going to give you reduced noise on images up to an ISO of 51,200 which and you know a lot of times when camera companies will talk about specs like this they end up sounding fancier than they are in real life so we will see when this comes out in March whether this actually is accurate or not but it looks like the whole idea here is to give you a more powerful camera that operates much better in low light in terms of performance you're gonna see some major upgrades on this camera, Sony is incorporating, along with this new sensor, a technology that they are calling 4D autofocus. And what 4D autofocus involves is 425 phase detection autofocus points, which is pretty amazing. When you consider the autofocus speed that they're boasting is five hundredths of a second, this is really going to be tight in terms of autofocus performance and speed. This will not only help when you're shooting sports or fast moving subjects, but it will be exceptional when you're shooting video. Continuous shooting will give you speed of up to 11 frames per second or eight frames a second if you're using live view. And Sony say they have greatly reduced the performance lag that you get when using an electronic viewfinder. Now this will be interesting to see when we're actually able to use the camera. Yesterday I talked about the Canon G5X and it's pretty much unusable in fast situations like that because of all the performance lag you have and when you click the shutter it takes away the screen so it'll be really interesting to see if this performs up to the expectations that Sony are saying that it will. Now in terms of movie recording I think this is really going to be interesting because Sony are actually saying that this will do 4k better than some of its more expensive cameras like the Sony a7R2 or the Sony a7S2. Now what they mean by better is this what it's going to do is it's going to take a 6k signal off of of the sensor on a Super 35 millimeter equivalent area, and it's going to use the internal processor to downsample this to 4K. I do have some concerns about overheating because Sony are a little bit renowned for that, but the idea is that it will do this without any pixel binning. Now, pixel binning is a technique that's been around for a while. It's used in video, and what it does is the camera will look for areas that are not moving or they're standing still, so like right now, the background of what you're seeing, and knowing that that's not gonna change, it'll freeze the pixels in position on that, and what that does is it creates efficiency with the file and the processing and all that. Unfortunately, you do get some artifacts when you do that, and so Sony are saying that this will be a down 6K signal to 4K with no pixel binning. It will be really interesting to see how this performs. We've talked about log profiles on the show before and the A6300 will come with both S-Log2 and S-Log3. If you don't know what a log profile is, this is essentially a picture profile that you can use when shooting video if you want to get the highest level of dynamic range possible. It does require post-production treatment and color grading, but basically S-Log3, for instance, will give you up to 14 stops of dynamic range. The A6300 will record video at frame rates of 24p, 25p, 50p, and up to 120p. So if you want to shoot over-cranked footage for slow motion effects, that will be very much possible with this camera. And 4K recording is available to up to 29 minutes, which is fairly standard for a DSLR type camera. There are a few features that you will not see on the A6300, one of which I find particularly curious, which is the lack of a touchscreen. Now the A5100, which is a very cheap body, has a touchscreen. And this is really useful when you want to be able to just focus on a subject for whatever reason Sony have not incorporated that into the a6300 and I find that a little weird the other thing that's also interesting is with an advanced autofocus system like they're talking about there still is no way to direct access autofocus points so for some people this may be a big deal if that's your style of shooting and you'd like to be able to find what you want in focus by direct selecting that autofocus point it's not there now in my experience with Sony cameras even without a touchscreen um, the autofocus systems on these are very advanced and there are some things things you can do to be able to control that a little bit. But it's just gonna be really interesting to see if people are willing to learn how to do a new method as opposed to a way they're used to shooting on a DSLR. Let's say with the toggle switch or the joystick that you have on the Canon 5D Mark III, something like that. The other thing, and this may be, I may be in the minority here in saying this, but I wish there was a flip out LCD screen. And the reason I say it is because I make a lot of videos, obviously, And that's something that I use all the time. I need to be able to have a little monitor to see what the composition looks like, what the light looks like. And I can't do that with the A6300. And I really wish that they would design that into the body somehow. Now that's a minor complaint. And I may be in a minority of people who actually want to have that feature. However, I do think with a short list of shortcomings here that this is still gonna be an incredible camera. And I can't wait to try it out. And I will certainly report back to you guys as soon as I have a full review ready for that. So I think it's gonna be really interesting. I've been a big fan of this particular line of Sony cameras for a long time. They're certainly not compact cameras, but they're not as large as a DSLR. Um, The first series of these that came out was the NEX series. So there was the NEX 3, 5, 6, and 7, I believe. I had several of those and the the attraction for me was they were the first camera where you were able to just pretty much get an adapter and use any lens that you wanted to with them so there was a lot of versatility in doing that and of course they don't call it the nex series anymore it's the a6 xxx and I think that they're really strong cameras and I think that Sony is doing some really innovative things. This will be an interesting year because as most of you know, Nikon introduced the D500 recently, which is at a higher price point, but it looks to be a very serious camera as well. And so it'll be interesting to see how price and features start to shake out in the next year or so as cameras are coming out. So anyway, it's gonna be exciting either way. If you guys have enjoyed this video, please remember to like it and share it with your friends. And as always subscribe to The Art of Photography so you'll always be up to date when I do new videos videos and you'll be alerted when they come out. I'll see you guys in the next video. Later.